Tackling your business's finance to-dos can be daunting enough without being slowed down by QuickBooks. More like slow books. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one financial system, no matter how big your business grows. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow. All in one place. Special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite right now. That's NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Hey, everyone. I'm Pavlina Asta, and I am talking with former pastor and current love coach and author of the trio of love books entitled The Seven Steps for Ultimate Self-Love, Call Path. A Journey into Love, Successful Love, Navigating the Phases of Love, Unlovable, Finding Love in the Midst of the Unlovable. And this is such an interesting topic to me because I I always talk about self-love and giving yourself grace and like all of this stuff because it's so important and I don't think a lot of us take the time to, to do it. So joining me today is Byron Jamal. Thank you so much for being on. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me today. Yes, of course. So what really inspired you to go from being a former pastor into a love coach? Well, the journey was that I was in church and I realized that many of the people I was counseling had issues that they didn't feel comfortable actually exposing in church. Uh, My work now allows me to uh, get outside of the parameters of the, some, some of the archaic uh, traditions and philosophies of church and to be able to work with people in real everyday terms. Absolutely. So does spiritual belief come into the self-love and uh, loving others? And if so, how does that, how does that all kind of come together? Absolutely. Well, I, it, it does, essentially, because I, I still believe God is love. And so in, in the work of the love that I, I teach and coach. Uh, I am helping people connect inwardly with themselves, upwardly with uh, their spiritual source, and outwardly with others. So it all comes together, the three parts of what love really is. Can we go into what those three parts of love are? Mm-hmm, absolutely. So when you think about in uh, upwardly, you, you're talking about the divine source and the, the creator of all. The yeah. God is love. And so knowing what that source is and who that source is, no creation can know themselves before they first know their creator and the creator's intention for their life. So I help people to connect upwardly so that they have a better understanding of their purpose and intent. Then from there, you connect inwardly because as you find appreciation for who you are, how you were created, you understand it was made with love. You were made by love with love. I say that all the time. You were made by love with love. And to understand that you were made to love. And that love is then outwardly to other people and the relationships and connections that we have with those who are around us in our world, in our community. Absolutely. So just because I live in New York City and I know a lot of my friends don't really have that upwardly love um, or, you know, they call it different things or they don't really, you know, I think they're kind of um, in a conflict with it. What would you say to them? I would say that it it is okay to be conflicted about something. Many of us are conflicted about falling off of a bed, but gravity is still real. Many of us are yeah. conflicted. <laughs> Many of us are conflicted about being caught in the rain without an umbrella, but precipitation and the way that nature works still is in effect. So you can be conflicted and still uh, know that something is there. As many people want to disavow 
God or universe or whatever they want to call it. I simply say love because it has less uh, less controversial uh, terminology attached to it. But re regardless of whether or not you believe in it, uh, the, the reality is, is that something is bigger than you that's out there. And connecting to that, knowing what that thing is and getting closer to it is what gets you actually closer to yourself. Um, and kind of speaking on that self-love, so there are a lot of people who are out there who don't have self-love and they really struggle with that. Um, and it kind of translates into, it doesn't even kind of, it definitely translates into other relationships that they have. So what would you say to them and, and how can you help them, you know, people that are struggling with that self-love? Yes, uh, it is. It, a lot of people right now are dealing with issues with self-love. Many of us are easier on other people than we are ourselves. We often are our own worst critics. Uh, the, the way to overcome that is to understand, give yourself the gift the grace of humanity, the gift of humanity, as I often say, because it's so important to understand that you you want to be the best, but perfectionism is the opposite of really what love is intended to do in our lives. We're not supposed to be perfect. We're supposed to be discovering, and discovery is often a very nasty process, a very dirty process, a process that involves just like a child who's learning to walk for the first time, issues where you will fall over, trip over, and hurt yourself. Uh, that's just a part of the journey. And learning to be okay with discovering new things and, and being okay to be open to new processes and experiences is what allows you to enjoy every single step along the way. I know I'm one of those people that like I would beat myself up over anything like the smallest little things and and like you said find that like that self-love finding that grace for yourself is so so important and you're a love coach I'm a Gen Z uh, let's talk about some things that we're struggling with. Yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. Everything that we've talked about, obviously. But <laughs> I think a big one that I think a lot of people find fascinating, not only um, in just how much it's changed, but also in the sense that it's extremely complicated now, kind of like everything, it feels like, is dating. Gen Zs, you know, obviously we do everything online. We, you know, all of this online dating and stuff like that. We struggle with our own self-love, et cetera. But what was, how, how do you look at the, the current dating you know, scene? Um, and what would you say to Gen Zs about it? Yeah, you know, uniquely, we are the most connected we have ever been in our history as a, as a human race. And yet we are the most divided. We are the most uh, conflicted. We are the most lonely. We are the most uh, depressed. And all of that stems from, again, that space of self-love. We find that we need more validation than ever from other people. You know, it used to be that you could get your validation from your tribe, yes. uh, from your religious affiliation, from your community that you lived in. And now, because we are so individualistic, uh, we don't have a lot of those situations. We have a few close friends and we don't really get validation from just those. We need it from a bigger source which is why it's so important to have your greater source, your bigger source. And when you connect with that and feel very confident in who you are with that, uh, it allows you to move with a different 
energy where you are more confident and secure in yourself. You can go to dinner dates by yourself. You can have just your few friends that are there in New York and be fine with just a small circle as opposed to an entire community. Uh, I think it's. I think we're in a unique space with the, with this generation because uh, we are wanting more. We're expecting more out of our relationships than ever before. Where because we're not as spiritually connected, we actually are depending on people to be a greater source of faith and inspiration and hope and encouragement and a listening ear. And we need that more than ever before. More therapists or counselors. Uh, when many people were told to go pray, uh, to go fast, to go seek God. And uh, because that's not happening, this is where we are. Knowing that though, I say with dating, you have to, you have to allow your partner, the person that you're interested in, the person that, that you're considering to talk to on a deeper level, to not have the obligation to be everything to you, uh, because that is the greatest uh, downfall right now in many relationships. Many people are looking for things from people that they simply cannot give. Uh, they are not even intended to give them. And for many of those things, it is because we are not connecting inwardly and upwardly. I couldn't agree more with you. I also think um, the expect, like you kind of like what you said, the expectations are so high, you know, we all just have the expectations of, you know, this, people, places, things, all of these things. Yes. And I just think that those expectations are happiness killers. Like number one, like it's going to like, it's gonna get you because you know, when, when they don't meet that expectation, it, it's a downer, it's, you know, and then you just kind of go into all of the, the struggles that you, you know, can continue to have. Keep going on this, like this dating advice. If I'm going on a first date with a guy, what is a winner and what's like an ultimate fail, like thing to do? Uh, number one, fail. I'll start there. The, okay. the biggest fail would be to uh, focus first on flaws, negativities, things that happen in your past that are challenging, especially talking about past dates or bad dates that you had in the past. It just makes you look like a negative person, someone that focuses on those kind of things, and that's not the perception that you want to give off of on the first date. A, a, a counter to that would be my positive, which would be to talk about your goals and dreams and aspirations, things you like to do, things you want to do, things you want to aspire to. I think too many people talk about uh, very light talk, but actually getting to something of more substance like your purpose and your dreams allows you to connect already on a deeper level. Yes, I love it. And I think connecting on that deeper level is what really makes for a great first date. That's just my thing though. So, and lastly, your book, I love it. I need, I need to get my own, myself a copy. The seven steps for ultimate self-love. What yes. are seven steps to self-love? Absolutely. Well, uh, I, I actually take from the creation story. I talk about how yeah. the world started dark and God created out of the darkness, light and life. In that, uh, we find our own paradigm of seven steps to be able to find the self-love in the darkness of our lives, even in the darkest times of our lives. Uh, first would be acceptance, where you're able to accept the journey for what it is. Uh, to accept things is when God saw the darkness, God didn't even speak about the darkness. God did the second step. After accepting the darkness, God spoke into the darkness. So God articulated what needed to happen in the darkness, which, which was light. 
But then after that, God affirmed the darkness and said that uh, the light, God affirmed the light and said it was good. So mm -hmm. God affirmed it. And you have to affirm things in your own life. You have to say the good things, speak the good things that are happening in your life. We focus very quickly on the bad, but allowing ourselves to really focus on those positive things uh, helps us to then do the next thing, which is to appreciate. Oftentimes we fail to appreciate what's happening in our lives. We fail to really put time and energy. And I promise you, whatever you put focus on, will be enlarged in your life. So by focusing on the powerful things, the good things, the positive things, you get more of that positivity back. You also are able to allocate. You're able to say that there is a night and a day. You're able to say that there's an evening and a morning. God allocated the light and darkness into set spaces. You have to be able to do that in your own life, to be able to allocate the good and the bad things that are happening. Yeah, so you know what? There's a time for weeping. There's a time for celebrating. There's a time for partying. There's a time for preparing. There's a time for this. There's a time for that. Allocating the resources of your life, but also learning how to accept the achievement that is in your life is that final piece because a lot of us don't focus in on the achievement piece. We, we end up not having a goal, setting an end date, setting what we actually want out of a circumstance. So we end up reacting to life and not celebrating when, when life happens in a positive way because we never really planned it. Yes, definitely. Well, Byron Jamal, thank you so much for coming on the show with me today. I really appreciate all of your insight and all of your knowledge. Like you were just like a wealth of knowledge on all of this. And I just, I really appreciate you coming on and talking with us today. Absolutely a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And I look forward to you uh, speaking with you more in the future. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.